0: Who doesn't love a good Florida story? The state that never fails to give us endless laughs with their crazy laws and crazier people gives us another great one today. We're going to discuss the story of Ed Walters and the Gulf Breeze Incident. In the 1980s, Ed was living a normal life with his wife and kids, until one evening he had an encounter with a UFO. These alleged encounters would continue to plague Ed for the next six months, and the tales are hilarious. Were aliens really trying to abduct Ed, as he claims? Or is this another story of a crazy Floridan? Let's figure it out. I'm Mike. I'm Ian. And I'm Dave. If you thought involuntary
1: semen extraction was only relevant to one of our stories, stick around. Things are about to get wild. This is Necronomopod.
2: I know it sounds preposterous. It sounds preposterous when I say the words. But in good faith, I tell you that I ran out in the
1: street, saw this thing going over and was struck by a blue beam. Now, does the military have some kind of ability to do that? I don't think so. But if they do, I want to know about it. It is our right as Americans to know what we are funding our government to do or not to do. Okay, Ed, you say what?
0: Uh, I say that Ed claims in his book that he gets ESP messages, that they show him photographs of nude women,
1: not pictures of nude women, but actual nude women. He claims to have been abducted, and in fact, the mayor of his own town, Ed Gray III,
0: has denounced this case as a hoax. So this one is straight uh, 1980s comedy uh, movie right here today, this story. Oh, yeah. This is Laugh After Laugh. Uh, this would have had, um, who are those teen actors from the
2: 80s that are in every movie? The two Corys? Yeah, it would have had one of the Corys in it for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, like The Burbs, maybe. Well, yeah. Yeah, Corey Feldman was in The Burbs. That's a fantastic movie. I, I don't just think watched we that were, the other day. I don't think we were recording last time when I said Corey Feldman's never been in a bad movie, and I still stand that's by right, that.
0: That's right. That's your theory. We might have to do a whole episode
2: on that. I stand by that. Can we that do that statement? a checklist
0: on that? Because that's a, it's a bold call. Well, oh. I could say The Burbs is an awesome movie. I know all three of us. The love Burbs that movie. is fantastic. That is a really good movie. Yeah. And it's I think it's on Netflix again. Free. Either Netflix or Prime, but The Klopex. The Klopax, that's right. <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> I like Rumsfeld.
0: He's great.
2: So uh this one's kind of fun. Yeah. This one's uh like you said, straight out of the eighties. It's probably the most fun UFO story UFO story out there. Um, Would probably be at the top of the Florida Man Reddit
1: page these days if it happened now. Yeah, oh yeah.
2: Yeah. This <laughs> Ed Walters has Florida Man written all over him.
0: <laughs> but didn't you say? I mean, he looks like a normal, average, upstanding guy.
2: He really does.
0: He's he's yeah. very
1: credible and very believable. If but you I guess to him speak.
0: most Floridians um kind of appear to be normal, and then well, you I read don't know the, if that's true. You read the newspaper <laughs> yeah. and it's crazy.
2: I, yeah. I mean, he. Uh, He's well spoken. He's a businessman. He owns, you know, we'll get into it. He owns his own businesses and stuff. There's no uh, like readily identifiable reason for
1: him to make up this story. I don't think. No. So yeah, yeah, he's uh, yeah.
0: he's believable. Well, let's get into it. All right, and we'll debunk it or agree with him.
2: So, the Gulf Breeze UFO sightings were centered around a man named Ed Walters. His like,
0: parents were Betty and Barney Hill, correct? No. Oh, okay.
2: <laughs> but there, there is some stuff. There's a lot of similarities, I, yeah, I think. and a lot of similarities to uh, Travis Walton in here, too. Some of the stuff.
1: I, I, honestly, as I was reading this, it seems like a composite of all of the previous alien stories we've done. There's a little bit of the hills in here there's some Travis Walton there's some maybe Mothman you know Men in Black Highway uh Ingrid Ingrid Cole <laughs> meetings here right it's kind of a
0: little bit of everything yeah. here their greatest hits if you will
2: <laughs> kind of sorta so yeah Ed was a uh he was just an average family man he owned a contracting business um the sightings occurred from November 1987 to May 1988 so most of this information comes from Ed's book that he wrote with his wife Frances that detail all his experiences. You know, we're gonna go through all of his accounts and the debunking and try to figure out if if any of this is real, if it's completely faked by Ed and Frances, or if Frances was just watching her husband have a prolonged mental breakdown and was just too afraid to say anything to him, <laughs>
0: which is highly possible. <laughs> yeah. It's that Florida humidity man it slowly kills you
2: so his first sighting occurred on November 11th 1987 Ed was relaxing after work with his wife Frances his 10 year old daughter and 17 year old son When through the window he noticed a bright light moving between the pine tree in his front yard Ed walked outside and saw a glowing bluish gray object slowly floating across the sky so he ran back inside to get his Polaroid camera and that's when he took the first picture that he took of all these sightings. Ed said the object was about as big as a house and was made up of four layers. The top had a small dome on top of two saucer-like layers and a glowing dome at the bottom. Uh, the second saucer later was a little wider than the third and had portholes around it. So, and I sent you guys the picture. I and mean, it's a cool. Oh, that was the one. Yeah, the, the picture from that it's night. A cool picture. Yeah, it's it is a cool picture. So as Ed tried to take a second picture, the UFO moved out of the way and stopped directly above him. He said as he was looking up at the UFO, he felt a feeling of euphoria come over his body and he was hit by a blue beam of light coming out of the bottom of the UFO. So here's the Travis Walton part. (laughs) The blue beam. Yeah. He said it was like a compress that kept him from being able to move. And when he tried to scream, it sounded like he was in a vacuum, like no real sound came out and then said he got his whole body got the feeling like when your foot falls asleep except for his head oh, that oh would i hate be that's terrible. the worst i hate yeah. that yeah you imagine that on your whole body no
1: it's horrible
2: yeah and he said he felt a lot of pressure in his head that felt like his brain was being squeezed and he also said that the right side of his forehead felt like a knife was stick, sticking into his eye socket like so this wasn't his, a
0: pleasant experience at all
2: no no not at all Ed said he started to be lifted off the ground, and he said he got about two feet in the air when he was able to finally fully scream. Just as he started screaming, he heard a voice telepathically tell him, We will not harm you. So that's kind of like Betty and Barney Hill. They were hearing it in their head. Right. Exactly. Travis Walton didn't have any of that, did he? I don't remember. No. I don't believe so. Mm -mm.
0: But we also, I think, all agreed that we kind of believed Travis Walton's story, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, I, I mean, we, I have no reason, I, no I, I reason was, not to. That was our thing. We had no real evidence to debunk him. Where as opposed to Betty and Barney Hill, I think we had more. You, you did. I did. You sure, didn't. I thought you did as well. I didn't. Be, I don't believe that story, but I believe Travis. That was
1: Walton so was. long ago in my podcasting career. I don't. I don't <laughs> even recall. Did I? Did I not believe the the hills? We'd have to go back and check the tape. I
0: think yeah, I, I don't, don't remember. It. I don't remember. We'll leave it at that. Before I say something. Negative about Betty Hill. I'm trying to get better at that.
2: (laughs) After Ed started to continue to scream, the voice started telling him to calm down. And he said he was hit with the smell that he described as being a mix of ammonia and cinnamon that burnt the back of his throat. And it's interesting because that that pops up in a lot of abduction things. Ammonia? Yeah, ammonia and cinnamon. Really? Burnt cinnamon, yeah. I don't know what
0: ammonia smells like.
2: Like cat piss, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, I suppose. Back in high school, I used to, you know, keep my car out in the driveway and I one night accidentally left the windows down and a cat in the middle of the summer peed on my passenger seat and it was extremely hot that summer. Every time the car would get warm, that smell, you could not get it out of that car. That is <laughs> horrific. That Chevy Cavalier, my first ride, that cat pee smelled stayed there, I think, till the day I got rid of that
2: car every time it got hot enough. Think of that wrestling thing that we went to last month in the church oh that, that was smell terrible that smell mixed with cinnamon at the, it, uh, the aiw show mm-hmm. oh i remember it smelled like I cat piss in that right. whole place
0: yeah and, the, and like the lobby part you didn't smell it in the gymnasium Mm-mm. it was only like in the lobby and in the hallways yeah. it was terrible smell yeah. i like the smell of bleach i guess I, i'm having a hard time placing ammonia if you're telling me it's like that it's not like bleach, though. It's the opposite. No, but of bleach, I like right? I like bleach. I love the smell yeah. of bleach. Yeah, I like the smell of bleach too. Yeah. Well, this was not pleasant. Apparently, burning the back of your throat—that <laughs> would be terrible. Why cinnamon? Just what people say. <laughs> Ask the aliens, man. When you All get right. abducted next time. Like, right. Hey guys, I got a question for you. Why cinnamon? <laughs>
2: <laughs> the voice continued to tell Ed to calm down, and he replied with, "Screw you." And at this time, <laughs> Ed said a strong hum started to fill his head. And then he started to get visions of dogs that he said was like pages of a book, like just tons of dog, like just pictures of dogs in his head, like visions of them. Hmm. Wait, did he respond telepathically with Screw You? No, he screamed that okay. out loud in his well, neighborhood. Did I just say
1: it telepathically,
0: Dave, or did I say it? <laughs> just clarifying.
1: So they're speaking to him telepathically. We try to be authentic
0: here. All right. If I wanted to be that, I would have just telepathically told all the listeners. We should just do a whole podcast telepathically one
2: day. <laughs> that would be great.
0: <laughs> we can, Dave can do a remote viewing telepathically through the podcast. We'll just use all of our powers. And we can hypnotize people to get them, I don't know, in the right state of mind to uh, be telepathicized. <laughs> so- That'd be a double
1: bonus episode.
0: Yeah, people would love it. Yeah, there you go. And then afterwards, we're all tripaculate.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so uh, presumably, the dogs would be to get Ed to calm down.
0: So this almost is like the um, the grinning man, where it's like the aliens understood that like smiling is supposed to be a positive gesture. So yeah. like the grinning man was smiling, they must know that oh they like dogs or puppies, so right. let's show them these calming, pleasant images. That seems to be the idea. In a real weird way. Yeah. It's like someone's flipping a book and you're
2: just looking at it. So when Ed wouldn't calm down, the UFO turned off the blue beam and just took off. Ed went back inside with his Polaroids. And as soon as he walked in, his wife, Frances, asked him what the terrible smell was. So she could smell that that cinnamon smell on him. So this is this is where Ed makes his first mistake. He had a connection at the local newspaper with an editor named Dwayne Cook. Instead of telling Dwayne the truth that Ed himself had taken the photos, he told Dwayne he was given the photos by a man that went by the name Mr. X, Mr. X. So supposedly Ed had taken these pictures to his one of his son's high school friends named Tommy Smith to be Mr. X. And that'll make more sense. He wanted the Tommy Smith
0: to be Mr. X. Yeah.
2: To go then take those photos to the, uh, the newspaper. To be poster. the front man. Yeah. Right. All right. But, Which is kind of odd. Yeah.
0: But Especially he, since
1: he seemed to know the guy at the newspaper. Why Why does he need the the middleman?
2: Ed just should have been honest about it from the get-go and skipped this whole stupid Mr. X thing.
1: Because anytime you have a situation like this and you introduce kind of fraud like this, it mm-hmm. just... It, you It's never going to be believable. Yeah, right. Yeah, you're. It's already up.
0: hard to believe as it is. Right. Your best bet is to be as transparent and open from the the,
2: the beginning. Right. And Mr. X is so f- fucking stupid sounding. My <laughs> friend, Mr. X gave these pictures to me. <laughs> Mr. Like, X. So no UFO showed up for about a week or so, and Ed spent that week being pretty pissed off about what had happened. And in his book, he wrote, "It had tried to take me against
0: my will." Had someone said, hey, Ed, you want to go for a ride? I might have agreed to go, but forced to obey, lift me off the road, freeze my body solid, treat me like an ant or a dog. No way. Not in this country. It's (laughs) un-American. Country Mike with a
2: great read. Thank you. Yeah, we bribed him with some beer tonight so he'd show up. (laughs) We should say, too, that Ed is a well-spoken person. (laughs) Country Mike just makes this funner. Yeah.
0: Yeah, he does some of our readings for us. That's all. Yeah. We're not we're not saying he is Ed. He's just doing the readings for us. People it's hear just, enough of our voices. Right?
2: <laughs> <laughs> so after this w- week or so without any sightings, on November 20th at 4.30 p.m., Ed came home and greeted his family like he usually did. He started to notice a slight ringing in his right ear that got louder and louder until it turned into like the full-blown hum, like when he first saw the UFO. Francis came into the kitchen to find Ed struggling to get up. She started helping him up and as he uh as she was helping him up, he heard a blast of air like when a semi-truck releases its brakes. Immediately after hearing the burst of air, Ed started to hear the voice again. <clears throat> he said it was the same voice as before, but this time it was speaking a different language that Ed said might be African. <laughs> I don't know is how Ed it, familiar with African languages. <laughs> I don't know how he came to that conclusion, but that's what he said. Ed, Ed. <laughs> he said the voice would pause like he was only hearing half of a conversation. Ed picked up his Polaroid camera and walked out the front door and screamed at the sky I hear you, you bastard. <laughs> so, is that having a mental break
1: from a reality <laughs> at this point?
2: It's 4.30 in the afternoon. It's still daylight <laughs> out at this point.
0: <laughs> hmm. So no one else at this point has seen this, only him. Right. Okay. Yeah. His wife has not seen anything.
2: Not at this point. Other than him
0: struggling to get up.
2: Yeah. So, okay. And I mean, What you do you could... think the blast of air is? I don't know. Well, the ship breaking
0: <laughs> as it lowers the, from
2: the sky. But
0: he said he hears yeah, it. Yeah, but it's in his head, though. Telepathically, right? Yeah. Well, but no one else hears the humming either. Hmm. I mean, I don't think it's anything, if we're going to be honest. I think it's him. Ed.
2: Ed, I'm in Africa. I hear you, you bastard.
0: (laughs) Ed, I'm
1: on safari
2: in Zimbabwe. (laughs) So Ed said that he saw the UFO fall from the sky at high speed. So he said it looked like it just started as like a little dot and then just like came right down in front of him. And the voice, now speaking in English, said, Be calm. Step forward. And when Ed raised his hand to take another picture, the voice said, Don't do that. (laughs) The voice then told Ed that they just wanted to run a few tests on him, to which Ed screamed back,
0: If I want to be examined, I'll let you know.
2: Hey, so maybe Barney Hill uh, didn't know this was voluntary.
1: Maybe he (laughs) should have said that. (laughs) He just went with it.
0: I think Barney Hill was looking to get off a little bit because Betty sure wasn't giving it to him. I I don't believe you have any information that corroborates your theory on that. Well, all I know is he was a sharp-dressed man and the ladies loved him and Betty was a little crazy and a drug addict, so. (laughs) You're lucky she's not alive this year. (laughs) Her defamation.
2: That's serious defamation. Philip Klass and
0: I have talked about this extensively. (laughs) I happen to know she was a drug addict. That guy's got dirt on everybody.
2: Yeah, he, Philip Class. (laughs) You (laughs) once stole a candy bar. You are lying about UFOs. He's a, we'll we'll get it. The hero of our story will be here eventually. We'll get to him. (laughs) So Ed took another picture, and the UFO moved quickly to his right, and I guess would be to avoid taking the picture or having its picture taken. The voice again told Ed to step forward, and then Ed asked, What gives you the right? And the voice answered, We have the right. When Ed refused to step forward, the aliens started showing Ed visions again like with the dogs, but this time they showed him visions of naked women. Alienhub.com. <laughs> <laughs> um, green women? <laughs> ed said they were like every rate like every type of woman you could think of they were just like flashing in they his kept head kirk it the, was like with like, the green woman nice
0: <laughs> it was like tinder going through <laughs> swiping left or right or whatever you, those kids do these days
2: so when the the visions of the naked women were not working the voice said we will come for you <laughs> <laughs> and as the UFO took off, Ed was able to take one more picture. Are
0: all these pictures he has like available? Mm-hmm. Oh, all right, yeah? so we'll yeah. have to post a bunch of them.
2: Yeah, I think he took a little over 30 altogether. All right, at least he was always
0: smart enough to grab his, his camera for whatever he was thinking about doing.
2: Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, we'll get into the camera. <laughs> nonsense. <laughs> Ian's got thoughts. So at this time, the story had had become the talk of the town because now they were published in the uh, the Gulf Breeze Sentinel. Is it still under Mr. X? Well, we'll get into the copyright stuff okay. in a little bit here. All right. So everybody in town had an opinion. There was tons of people that said it was a hoax. Other people were saying they were seeing the UFOs too, and then there was flyers going around town that it was the devil and demons were being sent to Earth. <laughs> uh, it is Florida. <laughs> Um, Which, I don't
0: know what they're complaining about seeing the devil. They're already in hell. (laughs) I can't wait for our Florida live shows. (laughs) There will not be any. Hell no. (laughs) We're not. Georgia assholes. We're not doing the show in Florida. We'll do Southern Georgia and then take the panhandle. What's next? Alabama? Yeah. Come to Alabama. Come to Florida.
2: So, and then we go to uh, December 2nd. Ed was woken up in the middle of the night by what he assumed was his pull pump outside still running, he decided to just take care of it in the morning and, and try to go back to sleep. And then he said he heard the sound of a baby crying. He didn't have a baby. No, he did not have no, a baby. No, they were 11
0: and 17, I think we said.
2: Yeah, 10 and 17. Yep. Okay. Then he started hearing the voices again, and he said that, again, He was. it was like he was coming in on the middle of a conversation. So Ed rolled out of his bed... Onto the floor and reached over to his nightstand and grabbed his thirty two caliber pistol. <laughs> when his wife Francis woke up, Ed pulled her onto the floor with him. As they were both on the floor, Ed heard the burst of air again, and then the humming started. Ed started to crawl on his hands and knees towards the front door with his gun, and Francis following behind him. Hmm, it's a wild scene at the Ed house. <laughs> yeah, that's all I'm gonna say. Ed opened the front door and crawled out onto the front porch and a soft glowing blue light started to like, it was uh, like it was scanning the ground. Ed heard the voice again, telling him to step forward. He went back in the house and then he hurried up and went back in the house. But instead of just staying inside, Ed grabbed his camera and went back outside. So he's back out there with his Polaroid and gun. One in his hand. (laughs) When he got back outside, he started running and ducking behind things like I don't know, like like fucking like secret agent oh, shit <laughs> with right. a gun in right. one hand and a camera in the other, trying to stay out of sight from the UFO. Ed snuck another picture as the bottom of the UFO turned from a bluish white to to uh, like full blown orange and then took off. Good for him, stealth mode. <laughs> Can
0: you imagine this. No, I'm picturing this scene. Like, this is a a movie. He's just running out with this camera on his gun in his pajamas, ducking behind
2: bushes. You know he's probably sleeping in his, like, underwear or something. (laughs) He's running around with a gun and a camera.
0: 100%. And like in his mind and like the scene in the movie would be like what he's envisioning, which is like this blue light and this big thing hovering. And then it goes to like reality and it's just a quiet street. And this guy's running in his <laughs> budge, looking up at the sky, yelling, and there's nothing there. <laughs> Do you picture him as
1: Randy
2: Quaid? Absolutely. Of course.
0: <laughs> Independence Day. That is or maybe this.
2: Bruce Dern from the Burbs. Yeah, awesome. Too. <laughs> so that same night, just a few hours later. Ed's, Ed's dog barked just once, but it was enough to wake up Ed. He grabbed his gun and his camera you again. you even sleep after that? <laughs> you don't if it's real. <laughs> so he, he grabbed his gun and his camera and went out a door in his bedroom that led to a screened-in porch that overlooked his pool. So Ed pulled the blinds open on the back porch, and staring back at him, was what he said was like your classic gray alien. So he was just standing there waiting for him to open the blinds. <laughs> yeah, just staring in the window. Okay. Um, he said the the alien was about four feet tall. It was wearing a black suit with a helmet that had a clear front, so he could see its face. And it was holding a uh, a glowing silver rod. He said the suit was like more like an armor, like it was boxy. Mm.
0: Interesting. Yeah,
2: Was the the rod like a lightsaber, maybe? That's what it sounds like to me. Hmm. Ed screamed and fell backwards and pointed his gun (laughs) at the alien. (laughs) But the, uh, the alien didn't react to it at all, just stared at him. His wife, Frances, said that she saw the alien, too, when Ed screamed. And as she woke up and saw it, the alien just turned to the left and walked away. So Ed, being... Ed was pissed off and decided he was going to go out and chase after the alien. But this time, he forgot his camera. And he said, when he got close to the alien, a blue beam shot out of the UFO and froze his right leg. Just his right leg. Yeah, just his right leg. All right. It's a very targeted beam. Yeah. The beam started to lift Ed up again, but Ed grabbed onto the side of the house. <laughs> <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Francis ran out to help Ed and pulled on his arms until the UFO let him go Uh, failing to abduct Ed the UFO shot over to a field that Ed had sight of from his back porch he and Francis watched the alien walk toward the UFO and it was beamed up by the blue light and Ed took a picture and this is where the, the famous picture of the UFO with the blue beam coming out of it came from So there's a lot going on in that oh boy Tell you talk about 80s it. sitcoms, like I picture Al Bundy being pulled up by the holding <laughs> on
1: Peg, they're trying to duck me. Peg. That's, that's almost that's exactly what this would be. <laughs> Just through the halfway point here, I'm I don't
0: I'm not sure I'm buying this. It seems a little ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm 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 not not sure about it. I'm pretty sure <laughs> I'm not buying this. <laughs>
2: So three days later, the UFO showed back up in the middle of the night with the same deal as before. The voice telling him to calm down, the humming, all that. But this time, the voice started to call Ed by a name, Zeehas, Haas. <laughs> and then they, and they told him he was in danger. You are in danger, Zeehas. So, to this, Ed pointed his gun at the skies toward the UFO and screamed, Come and get me! (laughs) The UFO produced a big flash of light and disappeared into the night. He scared him away! Yeah. Country Mike, got rid of that motherfucker. Good job, guys. On December 17th, Ed was woken up in the middle of the night by a white flash of light that he said was like it was inside of his head, like, Behind his eyes. something like a migraine. Yeah. I don't know. That, I mean, that, that's what I was just thinking. I've never had a migraine, but...
0: I've not either. I haven't but, either,
2: but I've, from what I've you know, the
1: descriptions
0: I've heard. Yeah. If anyone out there has had migraines, let us know mm-hmm. if, you've, if you've seen aliens.
2: When Ed opened his eyes, he saw three dark figures standing next to his bed. He sat up and tried to speak, but no words came out. The figures quickly turned and started to leave the room. And Ed tried to reach out and grab one of them, but he was hit with that same hum sound and just, like, slumped over and just fell over the side of the bed. So they're escalating at this point now they're in our, in his house. Well, they, yeah. they warned him that they will get him. Yeah, I mean, they keep telling him, come forward, we're here for you. Can I ask, what's so special about Ed? I mean, there's a lot of
1: people in Gulf Breeze, a lot of people throughout the rest of the world. Well, we'll He doesn't get in, seem to be, you know, inclined to be taken by these people, but they keep coming back night after night. Well, we'll Why get not into grab, it. grab someone else?
2: Later on, we'll see that this is something that's been happening to Ed throughout his life. I see. Yeah. You mean being a crazy weirdo? Yeah. <laughs> So it sounds like you're
0: leaning towards not believing it at all. I'm leaning. I'm fifty fifty. I'm right on the line, but leaning. Still fifty fifty. No, I'm Ed. not. I'm I was 100%. talking to Ian
1: actually.
2: Oh, oh, <laughs> all right, I thought you were looking at me. I know you don't believe this shit. No, I do not. <laughs> so once he was uh, slumped over the bed, he managed to get up and go outside with his camera. And hovering before him was the UFO. He was able to take a picture, and as he did, the UFO shot steam out of the bottom of it that was followed by a strange liquid. Alien jizz
0: alert! <laughs> that was, that was uh, Barney Hill's jizz. They didn't say
1: that. like we didn't have anything to do with this. We were waiting to get rid we of it. We thought we trepaculated
2: it like 30 <laughs> So, so Ed ran inside and grabbed an empty plastic butter container and, s- <laughs> <laughs> and scooped up some of the liquid to be tested later on. But
0: you know, we laugh at that. But if this was really happening, you'd run in the house and grab whatever you could find. Sure, would. The empty butter. I guess goes yeah. out there and scoops it up. Yeah, intergalactic
1: semen container.
0: If he was smart and had good taste, he would have bought. It's not. I can't believe it's not butter because that's <laughs> better. But
2: who am I to judge? <laughs> Um, but as far as anybody knows, this liquid was never tested. No one knows what happened to it.
0: Hmm. It's in Ed's freezer still, maybe. Well, no one wanted to find Barney's DNA.
2: <laughs> so as the pictures were kept being
0: published in the um So I'm sorry, real quick. So then that, that alleged scooping up of this liquid, no one even knows if that actually even existed then. It was just never found again. No, just okay. like a just to be clear.
2: Just a side note of what happened to him. According to him. According to Ed, yeah. Hashtag jizz mopper. <laughs> Here
0: we go. New shirt idea.
2: So the pictures kept popping up <laughs> in the local newspaper. And more and more people were, were claiming to see UFOs in the area. And I mean, there was, a, there was a Navy base right there and an Air Force base in the area. So a lot of it could easily be attributed to that. And then a bunch of, and then people just wanting to be in on it, you know? So
1: you think it's probably part military sightings, part copycat? People just want, yeah, wanting to be in. And, I think yeah. that's what a lot of these things I are. I absolutely agree. Yeah, I mean. Well, if Ed saw an alien, I'm going to see
0: an alien. Wasn't that, and like, no joke, that was the Betty Hill thing. Her sister had allegedly saw one, and so Betty became obsessed with wanting to see one too, right? That Isn't was that part story? of it. Yeah, like she was jealous, envious a little bit of her sister for and she'd that. she'd always talked about wanting to see an alien, yeah. you know? right? So yeah, I think I really do think that's part of it. That's if you don't believe Betty. Right. Well, that's we, true. We've established that at this point. No, but but I thought it was true that she was envious of, or they th- that's no, not true. I mean, proven. yeah, she wanted to. She, she had, always said she okay. wanted to
2: see a UFO. Okay. So the the story's growing, and people in town are getting real hyped up on it. And eventually, the story started going outside of Florida. And that's when it got the attention of MUFON, and they headed down to Florida to investigate. MUFON alert. We'll be right back. We like to drink
1: beer. A lot of it. After a long night of drinking and talking crime and conspiracies, there's nothing that wakes us up and gets us ready to start the day better than just brew coffee. With a great selection of roast levels to choose from, you're guaranteed to find one that suits your style. Small batch roasted to highlight the unique features of each coffee bean, Just Brew Coffee caters to both casual and hardcore coffee drinkers alike. Since 2010, Just Brew Coffee has worked tirelessly to perfect the roasting process and technique, which has resulted in seriously delicious, always flavorful, and never bitter tasting coffee. If you're already drinking JBC, raise your mug. If you're not, Raise your standards. Check them out in social media, and remember, they roast, you just brew. Check out their new online store at youjustbrew.com and up your coffee game today. Use code NECRO15 to receive 15% off your order of two pounds or more.
2: So word had started to spread around town that Mr. X was most likely Ed, and because Ed was the only person in town that didn't want to talk about the UFOs. Like, everybody was flipping out, and Ed was like, not wanting to like people were bringing it up and Ed would okay. not want to talk about it. So, three guys from Mufon, Don, Bob, and Gary showed up unannounced to Golf Breeze and started. They and they got they got word that where Mr. X might live in Ed's neighborhood, they got the general vicinity, yeah. So, Don, Bob, and Gary rolled in unannounced. And started standing in people's front yards, taking pictures up at the sky, trying to figure out the angle. Like, what angle these <laughs> these UFOs, were. Ta- the pictures were taken Smart. at.
0: Smart. All right. How Smart. long would that process take?
2: A long time.
0: Just going in everybody's front yard, taking every different angle you could of the sky.
2: Well, keep in mind, too, I mean, they have no authority in life to just go on someone's property and start taking pictures. Right. So, I mean. Yeah, you, they're not a, re- a regulatory body or a police agency. No. They're
1: MUFON. <laughs> so, so, I have a question about MUFON. These guys that they send to investigate, like what qualifications do they have? Do they, 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 do they, they have pay experience- $300 <laughs> and
0: they get a hat and a badge <laughs> and a
1: mug? But it, really, is that it? Do they have experience in forensic photography or things like that? Uh, Photographic analysis, or oh, is so it just that they read a lot about sightings? Yeah, and, and like and what that. gives them the ability to determine whether a UFO sighting, pictures, paraphernalia
2: is legitimate? Or not? You just reel into UFOs, and well, that's it, huh? I mean,
0: but does anybody give them the credibility to to dictate that?
2: Well, I don't know. Are they scientists or are they not? Scientists? Well, I mean, they have people. They do have, um, like, uh, Stan Friedman, is there a nuclear Mufon? physicist? He was. He's a, big, a scientist. Yeah, he was brought into MUFON move on. like
0: headquarters.
2: Or, like, NICAP, do they have anything? I don't know. know. I'm sure Mufon has something. I'm just curious the people they send out, like, you know, what qualifications they have. At this time, I I don't know. I think these guys were just some dudes, the local Mufon guys, and then caught word of it. Okay. Mufon headquarters, the
0: Mutual UFO Network, Mm -hmm. Cincinnati, Ohio. Goddamn.
1: Figures.
2: (laughs) Road trip.
0: Yeah, seriously.
2: On our way to the Mothman Museum. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. They finally figured out where the pictures were coming from and figured out what house was Ed's. So they went up and introduced themselves and said we can help you out with your UFO thing. We wanna we wanna investigate and and Ed was on board to have them have them start looking into it with him. You don't say. <laughs> so on January twelfth, Don called Ed and told him about another witness that he found out who called himself Believer Bill had taken some pictures of the UFO that looked similar to Ed's. And I, I believe him because of the alliteration in the name makes him legit. <laughs> Believer Bill? Yeah. Um, but Believer Bill was most likely Ed. Oh, well, I'm Disbeliever Dave, so hopefully you believe me as well. <laughs> Debunkers looked up the copyright ownership of Ed's UFO photos and he also owned the rights to the name Believer Bill. <laughs> of course he did. But was
0: that back in the day or was that something that maybe he bought afterwards while writing his book?
2: No, it was back believer in the day. Believer Bill. Okay. Get the fuck out well, of here. I'm
0: leaning towards Disbeliever Dave.
2: <laughs> so 15 minutes after Don called about the believer. What about Incredulous Ian? <laughs> Is that guy part of this story? <laughs> we'll find out at the end.
0: I don't know where he stands.
2: So 15 minutes after Don called about the whole Believer Bill thing, Ed got in his truck to go back to his office to get some paperwork that he had forgot. As Ed was driving, he said all of a sudden he saw a bright white light that came through his windows, and he got the same falling asleep feeling in his arms. From behind, Ed saw the UFO fly up to his truck and then hover above it, and it kept sorry, and it kept the same pace as his truck. Ed stopped the truck and the UFO stopped about two hundred yards in front of his truck and just hovered silently. Ed grabbed a shotgun that he had been keeping behind his seat and his Polaroid camera, rolled out of the truck, took a quick picture, and then rolled underneath the truck. So this seems similar to the Indrid Cole um Oh, hovering highway yeah. incident From Mothman parts.
0: He, one right, that's yeah. part one because mm-hmm. that's when we did that's Cole. B- yeah.
2: That was before Mothman even yeah. was sighted. Yeah, I just like Ed being an action hero here with a shotgun in his Polaroid <laughs> camera. Rolling and then under rolls tr- under the truck, <laughs> yeah.
0: I like that it said roll, like he didn't just climb under, he fell to the ground and then did like a just a barrel roll under the truck. That's how I see it. And keep least. in
2: mind, if this is li- if this is all true. His arms are completely asleep at this point. So, he's, so they're flailing and he's got a shotgun in, a, in one And I hand. also
0: like to think that when he got out of the tr- truck to take the picture, he was like in the middle of the street. So he laid then on the ground and rolled 20 <laughs> feet to get under <laughs> his truck. In my mind, that's how I'm directing
2: this movie. <laughs> so the blue beam came down again from the UFO. And aliens started to come down with it. And they started moving towards Ed's truck And he said they looked the same as before, the classic gray, and they were holding the silver rods. But interesting, he said that they all moved like in a lockstep, like forward, and he compared them to Nazis. Interesting. Who else compared them to Nazis? Betty and Barney Hill. Okay.
1: Okay. I don't
0: remember that.
2: Yeah, but that's what Barney said in Hypnosis, that their their suits and the way they moved reminded him of Nazis. This is like a composite story of all the alien abduction stories. So Ed was underneath of his truck with the shotgun and the camera, just screaming obscenities. Country Mike, can you uh, illustrate this? Part?
0: God damn motherfuckers! Leave me alone! You pieces of shit! <laughs> I didn't ask for this! I have rights! I'm a goddamn American!
2: Maybe something like that. It's probably not far off Sounds from what right. he really said. Yeah, probably. Yeah. So Ed jumped back in the car or in his truck and took off in reverse. So he got away yeah okay. The next morning, two standard men in black showed up at Ed's door. He said that they flashed badges real quick at him and said that blockbuster video card memberships. <laughs> <laughs> he said that they uh, they had knowledge of the UFOs the pictures of the UFO that Ed had taken and that they fell under government property. Ed told them that he had given all the pictures to the newspaper, and they said if he was lying about it, they would be back. (laughs) I would like to try this. (laughs) We should try this Men in Black thing one time. Like we are the Men in Black? Yes.
1: All right. Just go up to someone's house and start talking about the UFO sighting they
2: had. (laughs) Well, that's, that's what this is. I mean, this was 99%. If this is true, this was either someone that was real into ufos on their own and caught word of it yeah trying to get the scoop or an aggressive group like nicap is known so you're for saying it could not
0: have been the men in black
2: no okay it was probably some some random person or someone from this group going mm-hmm. up and trying to scare them into giving them the information because that happens a lot sure so with this story about this whole aliens being beamed down to the ground and potential men in black showing up at, at Ed's door, MUFON decided to set up and do a surveillance of Ed's house. Their surveillance was Don, Bob, and Gary <laughs> taking taking shifts, sleeping in a van with walkie-talkies and a locked camera. Hmm. And they stayed in an apartment building parking lot that had view of Ed's house, so it didn't look like they were actually staking it out. And that was to trick the aliens? (laughs) It's good planning. The
0: aliens that can telepathically speak to you, they're going to be fooled by something like this. They
2: won't see us. (laughs) So the camera that they, the locked camera, it was a a Polaroid camera, but it was, um, like the lens inside was glued, and it was like, you couldn't tamper with it. You couldn't open the shutter twice for a double exposure is that what that means yeah okay so the plan was when ed heard the hum he would let them know on the walkie talkie and then they would be able to take pictures of the ufo Hmm. on january 21st bob was sitting in the van with the camera pointing towards the back of ed's house ed was walking over to the van and as he was walking he heard the hum and so i he he hears this hum, so it's not like. Mm. <laughs> but it's not. And now I'm thinking of Howard Stern Private Parts. Right.
0: Mm. <laughs> Most people are not going to get that joke, <laughs> but the ones who are getting it are going to love it.
1: Sit on your subwoofer, fans. <laughs>
0: Have you seen the movie? Mm.
2: <laughs> so this
0: girl calls into his show and talks about how much his voice turns her on, or something like that, and she wants to like, or she's getting off to him. So he tells her. She's listening on a big stereo in her house, and he tells her to turn like the the treble all the way down, the bass all the way up, and lay her subwoofer down and straddle it <laughs> naked. And so she's right over like the, the, the subwoofer, and he just goes, hmm, and she just has an orgasm on air. Completely plausible. It's such a, that movie's so good. Private Parts is so good.
1: Howard's new book just came out. I know. Howard Stern comes again.
0: Get it comes again.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Any hoodles? So, so keep in mind with this with this hum thing is that it's not just like he's walking around and hears this hum. It's like agonizing. So he hears this hum and he's like, looks like he's in pain, like fall into the ground and shit. So he's walking to this van that's parked in an apartment complex where there are tons of people that can see him to this van, and he hears the hum. And drops to the ground like in agony as Don is sitting in the in the van. Or Bob, I'm sorry. So Ed yelled to Bob and told him to get the camera out. Bob pointed the camera in the wrong direction. <laughs> Damn it, Bob. What <laughs> the fuck are you doing? Put down that freaking gas station burrito
0: and focus on the task at hand.
2: Bob got focused on a plane that was in the north. And he told Eddie he's like, That's not a UFO, that's a plane. And then Ed yelled, look to the south. Just as Bob turned around to the south, the UFO took off. So
0: Bob never saw the, the quote, UFO? No.
2: Oh, how uh, convenient. Yeah. I don't think that MUFON was, I don't think Don, Bob, or Gary were in on this or anything. I think that, think that Ed was putting on a show for these guys. Absolutely. I, I think 100%, yeah. yeah. Three days later, on January 24th, Ed started to hear the hum again as he was pulling into his driveway from work. Like, are we sure the hum's not just tinnitus or,
1: you know?
0: Not just mm-hmm. what? Tinnitus. Where your ears ring all the time? Oh, I didn't know that was a... That's what I it mean, sounds like. Yeah. Put it to the point where it's, like, painful and making you, like... Yeah. Well, huh. That'd be terrible. Right? I, I don't think. know. I um, hate when my ears ring after concerts. And, like, you're laying in bed at night and you just oh, hear yeah. that ringing. That's terrible. Yeah let alone that. I mean, that would be miserable. Like from that all was... those
1: Britney Spears concerts where she doesn't uh, sing. and I, I overdubs. First uh... of all,
0: I'm going to pretend like you didn't say half of that. <laughs> Second, I have not been fortunate enough to see uh, Britney live. I had tickets one time. Well, because Britney live doesn't exist because it's a backing no, track when true. she doesn't there sing. There is no evidence of that. She has no vocal talent. There's no she evidence doesn't sing of that. It's fake news, man. That's fake news. <laughs> There's no evidence of that. She's one of the greatest... Uh, musicians of all time, singers of all time. She's not really a musician, so that's not fair. Are, to say. are
1: you stating here now that Britney Spears is one of the greatest
2: vocalists of all time? Yep. Really? Yep. It's hard stances being taken today yeah. on Britney well, Spears whole... and Corey Feldman? This, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Do you want any credibility
1: at
0: all hey, left for I'm this I'm the podcast, only one on this show or... who has not been called out for being wrong. I dare someone to call me out on Britney Spears. It's Britney, bitch. <laughs> I'm indifferent. I have. You're a big fan. I know. Britney Spears
1: can't sing and lip syncs every line. There's, there's no
0: no evidence of that. Yeah, it's a
1: preponderance of there's evidence. No of that. evidence of that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right, let's go on. So so back to humming. January 24th, Ed started to hear the hum as he pulled into the driveway coming home from work. Ed ran into the house to call Gary in the van from the walkie talkie, but. In the book, there's no, it's unknown why Gary wasn't answering the walkie talkie. Really? So. <laughs> the batteries
0: were probably dead in the walkie talkie.
2: <laughs> yeah, Gary must have forgot to replace the batteries
0: or something. I think Gary was too busy on alienhub.com <laughs> having himself a good
2: night. So Ed was desperate for someone else to see this UFO other than himself. So Ed hopped in his truck and went and picked up the editor of the newspaper, Dwayne Cook. They started driving back to Ed's house when the hum in Ed's head started to get louder. Then the voice came in again and started to say, In sleep you know. <laughs> and So they was saying that over and over again. In sleep you know. In sleep you know. In sleep you know.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so Ed's still driving while freaking out. He asked Dwayne, Is my face moving? <laughs> and when Dwayne said no, Ed asked, "Is my eye moving?" And again, Dwayne said no. And then Ed asked, "Are we driving too fast?" <laughs> <laughs> and Ed said he started to get a feel a pulling sensation through his head and his neck. And while they were driving down the highway super fast, Ed started yelling, "I don't like
0: this." <laughs>
1: So, do we have a psychotic break situation here? Sounds like
0: it. <laughs> yeah, sounds like that, or he's stroking out.
2: <laughs> this feeling all weird in his face. So Ed eventually pulled off to the side of the road and just fell out of the truck onto the ground with his... <laughs>
0: Why would he fall out of the
2: truck? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. He's, like, always in agony with this. Drama <laughs> queen! <laughs> <laughs> fell out of the truck.
0: He's so so extra.
2: He's not a... Yeah, I mean, it's not like he's just hearing the hum and whatever. I mean, he's like putting on a show here. Right, right. So, yeah, he falls out of the truck onto the ground with his camera in hand. (laughs) Oh, oh, with the camera. Okay.
0: (laughs) He's like, as he's falling and like agonizing in pain, he's like taking selfies of himself with the
2: camera. And Dwayne got out of the truck And went over to see if, if Ed was alright And was standing over top of him When Ed said Oh fuck, there it is Ed took a quick picture And Dwayne turned up to look at the UFO But it had disappeared Oh, <laughs> oh it did, really Danny Dwayne um, Too even- quick, it disappeared <laughs> <laughs> Even though Dwayne didn't actually see the UFO He said that he pulled the film off the Polaroid picture And there it was Hmm. So Dwayne is
1: the editor of the newspaper, right? So he has an incentive to, you know, think
2: this is real so he can sure, run he these can stories to yeah. sell papers and print pictures, right? Yeah, I mean he's there's been, motive here. He's been publishing all this stuff. Yeah. All right. We're not saying, but we're just saying. I'm just supposing. <laughs> <laughs> Two days after the sighting with Dwayne, Ed was taking a shower when Francis came in and told him that the UFO was outside. Ed ran out, grabbed a towel, and ran outside naked with just a towel around him and started (laughs) yelling up at the UFO. And the voice started speaking to him and said, Zee we are here for you. (laughs) And when Ed wasn't calming down, the voice started saying, In sleep, you know. Over and over again like before. And instead of using the blue beam on Ed, this time the UFO just took off. So supposedly there is a picture of Ed wearing just the towel, screaming up at at the sky. Really? Yeah, but I couldn't find it. But it supposedly it exists somewhere. Hmm. So well,
0: and now I have to start checking. I'm gonna
2: start. I'm gonna keep hunting for it. But I could not find it. Interesting. Yeah. So twelve days later is when when Ed's whole family finally sees the UFO. All right. So everyone's in on this now. Yeah. All right. Ed's daughter came to tell him that Francis was outside in the back by the pool and the UFO had come back. Ed ran out with his camera, and when he got outside, the UFO shot a blue beam down right as Ed took the picture. Ed pulled Francis and his daughter inside and locked the door, and pulled them both down onto the floor. They started crawling over to Ed's son's room, who was studying for school with his headphones on, and they pulled him down to the floor with, <laughs> with them. <laughs> <laughs> because he's just sitting there, like studying. All of a sudden, he just
0: jacked to the floor. <laughs> has no idea what's going on.
2: So they all crawled to the garage to their because uh, they had a van too, along with Ed's truck. So they crawled to the garage to uh, to get to the van if they needed to uh, to get out of there. But when they got to the van, the hum started again. The voice told Ed, "Do not deny us. We are here. Remember." As they got into the van, the humming stopped. The humming stopped, and the family went back inside, and they didn't get any sleep that night. Oh, no shit. (laughs) So, do
1: these guys hold the Guinness Book of World Records for most alien encounters? These guys are, like, here every
2: other day showing up. (laughs) For six months. I mean, come on. This, This sighting takes a turn, in my opinion. This one doesn't make any sense. But on May 1st, Ed had his final incident with the UFO. That night, Ed took the locked camera that he had gotten from MUFON and just went by himself to a local park in the middle of the night. <laughs> and then when he, when, he got yep. there, when he got there, he started to hear the hum. Knowing that the hum meant the UFO was coming, Ed started to yell, I want this to be over! <laughs> Ed turned to the left and saw the UFO and took two quick pictures the UFO moved directly over top, Ed, and he said his vision went completely white. He said the next thing he knew, he was laying on the ground about 20 feet from where he was standing. That's like uh, Travis what gonna... Walton. Yeah. Yep. And he was missing over a little out, a little over an hour of time. Hmm. When Ed said he woke up, uh, his right hand smelled like ammonium cinnamon, like from before. And when he got into when he got home, he looked in the mirror and said he had three bruises that had little red dots in the middle, one between his eyes and one on each uh, one on each temple. And there's pictures of that too. There's these three bruises. Really? Oh, is there? I didn't, yeah, I
1: didn't see that. Huh.
2: We'll come to find out that this isn't the first time that Ed has had an experience with missing time. His first incident happened when he was 17 years old. He said he was riding his bike home when he noticed a big black dog was following him. And Ed said it black was- Black Shook? Oh, yeah. I didn't think of that.
0: No, I didn't. Yeah. That's from our uh, Art Bell episode in the archives. One of our least <laughs> listened to episodes. Go check out Art Bell. Dude's a bad motherfucker.
2: <laughs> he said this dog was behaving in ways that Ed said was too deliberate for a dog. So I don't really know what that means.
1: Like speaking in
0: English, <laughs> I, I don't know. He didn't say that, Dave. Let's not get ridiculous with this story. I was just
1: supposing, man,
0: just a man running around his bushes in his underwear, <laughs> screaming at the sky with a gun and a Polaroid. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so this dog sat outside Ed's house for for a while and was just staring at his house. And after it finally left that night. Ed had an experience with dark figures around his bed. As he was falling asleep, he felt something push down on his mattress, and when he opened his eyes, he saw the dark figures walking around his room. Then he said a bright white light came through the window, and he said he heard the sound—a sound that sounded like a sprinkler hitting the window. Ed- <laughs> <laughs> that,
0: sorry. So that'd be one of those. What if it was just the back and forth like sprinklers? Oh, right. I mean. I was just thinking you're, you're assuming rich, rich
1: people sprinklers, yeah. Not that's true. Middle class. Sprinklers. Well, is he, is
0: he rich? It sounds. Like, I mean, they got a pool and a <laughs> a nice uh, balcony that overlooks the pool. Yeah. According to the story, I don't know the Gulf Breeze area if that's a nice community or
2: not. I don't know. He was a contractor, so he probably built it all himself. It's true.
0: It's up by Pensacola,
1: right? I don't know. It's
2: like on the Panhandle, yeah. right? Yeah,
1: I think it's up near Pensacola. Okay.
2: So Ed screamed, which woke up his brother. And when he turned on the light, Ed was visibly wet when there was wet footprints on the floor. But Ed had no memory of going outside. Interesting. So that's his first experience with missing time. Jump back to May 1988, being freaked out by the missing time in the park, and then remembering this incident when he was 17 with the dog. Ed went to a hypnotherapist to see if there was anything more to it. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get to that. We'll get. We'll go through <laughs> okay I uh, like how you look at me
1: for that. <laughs> uh, well, he looks at me anytime we talk about religion.
0: You get the hypnotherapist. <laughs> you call out your BS. I call out mine. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the hypnotherapist gave Ed self-inducing methods to uh, to get into a trance to prepare for his sessions. All right, Mike. Hypnotic self-induction. Yes or See, no? See,
0: I actually, I'm I'm more prone to believing this. Like self-inducing yourself to relax and kind of trance yourself to remember things, I more believe that, yeah,
1: that that's than hypnosis. someone else
0: than someone else controlling your mind. That's
1: hypnosis. No it's one else can mind. control your it's mind. Mike. Putting it's you in a, a trance is
0: controlling your mind. No one else can make you go into a state like that. You have to do it yourself. Um, my beliefs. Wow. I think you can do that to yourself. You just like people who meditate. I think kind of do that. I don't think no one's doing that for them
1: it's the same thing it's all the same thing
0: but then isn't it so then wouldn't all hypnosis be self-hypnosis then i don't think anyone else is gonna make you be in that trance you could probably do it yourself by relaxing and putting your 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 mind in that state you believe in self-hypnosis but not I believe Hypnosis that... Hypnosis induced by a
1: practitioner.
0: I 100% We do have not, a breakthrough, I believe, on I this episode. I 100% <laughs> do not believe someone else can put your mind in a trance. Hmm. That's, that's mind control. And It doesn't exist. <laughs> no one else can control your mind like that. I think you probably could. So I'm more likely to believe this self-hyp- self-hypnosis self technique.
2: All right, well, let's see what Ed does here. <laughs> so, so Ed brought his... Th- that is, again, I'm not claiming that in this story it's real <laughs> because
0: nothing in this story has really been that real to me.
2: So Ed brought his whole family into the room with him to make sure that everything went all right with this self-induced hypnosis. So it sounded like he just wanted somebody to be there to, to wake him up or whatever. But he brought in his kids, too. So he's got his 10-year-old daughter in there and his uh, 17-year-old son with him. Once in the trance, he started talking about the dog and then immediately went into yelling about the aliens being in his room and putting a cup over my penis. And that he was... Ejaculating against my will. But he was yelling this out loud right, in front here of his here's kids. The
1: Barney, the Barney tie-in, right? <laughs> yeah. Should I have been yelling that?
2: I mean, you don't have to yell it oh. for real. It's all
1: right. You can't make me come. You can't make me come. <laughs> Stop it.
0: Yeah, that's just like uh, the Barney Hill, right? Don't yeah. make me come. Stop. Made, made to get off, ejaculate, and that. Mm. Bar- well,
1: Barney, if I remember correctly, Barney remembered them taking his semen without the benefit of an orgasm yeah a that's real right. variation that's right yeah they couldn't
0: even allow the man that yeah at the time they just took it from him
2: somehow That's right Milcom
0: was he the one that was anally probed as well?
2: no it was
0: who Car- was that Cartman?
2: <laughs> no one was <laughs> anally probed so far
0: so maybe it was just Cartman <laughs>
2: <laughs> so Ed went to the hypnotherapist for a real session and he went under uh to well, fig-
1: wait what was the last session?
2: The, that was his self-induced oh, that was him one. doing it himself. Yeah, okay, that was him right, doing himself.
1: Right. Mike believes in that, but he doesn't believe in what's coming up. <laughs> no, I don't believe in mind control.
2: Okay. <laughs> so he went for this real session and went under to figure out an incident that happened eight years after the dog thing. So he would have been... What?
1: 25? Yeah,
2: 25 at that point. For this, Ed said he was driving down the road when he saw a flash of light. And the next thing he knew, six hours had passed without memory of what happened. Under hypnosis, he said that he woke up in a room where everything was smooth and looked like porcelain and smelled like the ammonia and cinnamon. He walked down a hallway and heard children crying and then walked into the room where he found two small children. So that could maybe be the baby crying from earlier. Hmm.
0: And more cinnamon.
2: Yep. Again, if you believe any of this. <laughs> yeah. Not
0: even talking about the hypnosis, just whatever he's saying.
2: Right. All of a sudden, Ed turned around and saw three large reptilians, <laughs> and, and they saw start walking. Well, that toward, quickly. <laughs> yeah. They started walking towards him, and he said they're not like, uh, um, like the, they weren't like the humanoid reptilians where they're like look like people more, and then they have. The reptile features and right. stuff. He said that they were like just straight up lizards that were walking on the, <laughs> on the two legs. So I don't know
0: anything about reptilians. We have to do an episode on that.
2: Yeah, we'll do that for sure. But yeah, they so they were just lizards that were walking upright.
0: So it's
1: it's <laughs> which honestly it's here. another piece of you know another composite piece of yeah. all these alien stories of alien okay? lore of alien lore right. Yeah.
2: Um, Ed took off his shirt and threw it over the head of one of the, of one of the uh, reptilians. That'll show them. <laughs> and the other two started to attack Ed. All of a sudden, the reptilians were hit with a blue beam and they were frozen. And out walked a female gray. That Ed said he knew it was a female because she had breasts and long white hair. Sounds hot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the. Uh, the alien told him that he was just one of 13 races and then started saying the whole... And sleep, you know. ...over and over again, and then Ed immediately woke back up in the, the hypnotherapist's office. That's a so, story. The 13 races is more alien lore, you know? So, I don't know. but It's not
1: original, the 13 races, though.
2: Nope. So
1: more composite stuff i mean this guy's pulling from everywhere
2: yeah because so ed put out this book and debunker started coming out big time to discredit him and he passed two polygraph tests but which is
0: interesting but i think as we talked about in the travis walton one we don't put a ton of stock into that
2: no well they're not admissible in court right for a reason and there's possible and it's possible to uh it's a lot. I mean, it's basically. I mean, there there's ways to trick it, and if you believe what uh,
0: what you're saying, what you're
2: saying, right. you're gonna pass yeah. it. I mean, you
1: Just put a tack in your shoe, right? Press your toe into the tack to hit your. Uh, I think we talked about it. it. Yeah. yeah, we we talked about this before. And yeah. I mean, if you know uh, what you're doing, you can
2: beat the polygraph. Gary Ridgway passed one, right, and so did right. Ted Bundy. Yeah, so
0: right, you know. Gary Ridgway and Ted Bundy episodes coming in the future at some point.
2: Yep. The other thing, too, is that double exposure on a Polaroid camera is possible. It's really hard to do, but it, you can do it.
1: Yeah, I, look, I looked at that a little bit, it, it, but it involves holding the shutter down, turning the camera off, like a lot of weird yeah, steps to do the double exposure on that Polaroid.
2: Right. Um. So this kid, Nick Mott, came out, who's a friend of Ed's son, and he said that Ed knew how to do double exposure with a Polaroid and provided a picture that Ed took to prove it. And so this picture was like a, a girl standing there, and then it looked like, like a demon was behind her, yeah, like a ghost behind her. And it's also entirely possible, like you said before, that Dwayne Cook from the newspaper was in on this whole thing.
1: He had the motive, right?
2: Yeah, to sell the newspapers and... yeah.
1: Of course.
2: So I mean, it, how many newspapers is it, what's the name of the paper? The Gulf Breeze Sentinel. I mean how many newspapers does those guys sell?
1: But if they have aliens on the front page,
2: yeah. Presumably can, you, can you still they're find
1: any of those, you think? Or
2: can you still find any of those? Maybe on eBay or something, probably. Right. So this is the biggest the biggest debunking of Ed. When Ed moved out of his house, the next family moved in and found a model in the attic that really resembled the UFO in in his pictures. Oh, how
1: coincidental is that? <laughs> the model
2: was made with drafting paper from Ed's contracting business that had his handwriting on it. <laughs> but so to to go back to go against that, the drafting paper was made with papers that were written in 1989, which would be almost 2 years after the UFO's sighting started.
1: Okay, but the model looks exactly like the UFO picture. Right,
2: exactly. So, but the theory is, is that that Tommy Smith kid that he tried to get to be Mister X, Ed was running for city council against Tommy's dad. Right. So the theory, is, and then Tommy came out during the election and said, you know, he faked all these pictures with Ed. He helped him fake these and and provided some right. pictures of of his own to to prove. So the theory is, is that this was planted to discredit Ed in this election.
1: So Tommy, two years after the fact, got papers from Ed's office and created like a what, like a paper mache model that looked exactly like the photos from two years before.
2: I'm just saying what the theory is, and
1: I'm, I, and I'm just.
2: But the interesting thing about when photo experts looked at. The pictures. They came to the conclusion that the pictures that Tommy provided weren't double exposed, and they were the most believable of all the pictures. So that throws a whole wrench into, into yeah, the pictures. It's a, yeah.
1: Yes, it but the model does look exactly like. Oh yeah, the picture. You've seen yeah. the photo. Oh yeah, yeah. The model is 100%.
2: <laughs> it's no doubt. Ed went on. He was going on like a media tour for this book. When did the book come out? 1990, I believe.
0: And did he win that city council race? No, he did not. Tommy's he's, dad won.
2: He was, I don't know if Tommy's dad won, but Ed was dead last in that. Well, so. the, the city crazy man. <laughs> yeah. That's very smart. A, a wise move by the Florid, Floridians <laughs> in that sense. So once the book came out, Philip Class showed up and, and started doing his typical smear campaign and shit and, and harassing Ed and... It's so weird, but Oprah had these two on fighting with each other. I on watched her that show. video. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know why would Oprah have these two I, I'll on be her honest, show. I thought it was, Philip
1: Klass owned uh, he he owned uh, Ed Walters on that show.
0: The only thing, but was, I mean, after hearing the story, is that difficult to do. I haven't seen it yet, but I mean, I'm not saying, I'm not necessarily siding with Philip Class in general, but it sounds like Ed Walters is maybe just not telling the truth with a lot of he, this. He did come out with
1: that, you know, nonsense, like, you're a double convicted felon, and mm-hmm. he's like, yeah, I got in trouble when I was 18. Yeah. How's that relevant? Which I agree, it's not. It's yeah, not that's the it's typical. It's not relevant at all. Yeah, he did the but typical Philip Klass shit. Philip Class came off pretty well in that Oprah interview, I, I, I thought, I don't know. But you know what, so did Ed Walters. He's... I mean, he, he's a believable witness. He doesn't seem to have a reason to lie.
2: But, but there's a difference between hearing him talk in interviews and then reading the nonsense in his book. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like him so screaming. So you So he comes s- off
0: better in the interviews and, right. than the book and the story does. We were reading as, about, or
2: as he comes off on this podcast. I think
0: probably. that's
1: right because he was telling, like, Oprah was questioning him, like, why didn't they try to abduct you? And he was kind of leaving stuff out. And Philip Klass you know, was hammering him with, Well, in Stopped your book in you book. said this, in your book you said this. Yeah. And it just it made him look bad. Like yeah. Philip Class
0: owned the day, I thought. And well and the thing with Philip Class though, and this is probably part of why Ian, you hate him, he doesn't disprove you, he'll just discredit you.
2: Yeah. Well, that's what it so, is. Ed-
0: and that kind of makes him shitty in the sense of like, he's not going to yeah. provide any evidence to say that, to prove that you're wrong. He's just going to make you try to look like a piece of shit so that everyone turns against you. I don't
1: know if that's 100% right. But is yeah, he providing that, that, evidence, that, though, of these of things?
0: I mean, at least in from the stories we've he heard. He
1: provided evidence from this guy's book that he wasn't really forthright with in what he was telling
0: Oprah. It kind of made him look bad. Yeah, like he I mean, that's fair. So he was providing evidence truth. to prove him wrong with what he said in his book. Well, Like, like he, had he had wasn't he just back, saying you, yeah. you're a liar and here's proof because right. you had a DUI when that's you were right. 17. That but, part was... Uh,
1: I don't know if that part was relevant, but he had a back and forth with Oprah. And then Philip Class is like, well, in your book, you said you were abducted. You said this, you said this. And it kind of went to, you know... Okay.
2: Yeah. Refuting what he had just sad but then i feel like philip class just <laughs> loses all credibility with himself because then he brings up that when ed was 18 he stole a car and
1: i agree which that's, yeah, that's, that's, mm. that's too much it's not really relevant yeah
2: but so yeah i mean in between philip class and and just people like ufo enthusiasts just non-stop b- bothering him and and whatever he changed his name and just disappeared. He, he changed his name, huh? Yeah, just disappeared think into. We the we find
1: him and get him on a show?
2: I don't think. I think Ed's over the UFO shit after getting harassed by Philip Glass and and everybody. When was the Oprah? 1990. And then after
0: that, so that he was on like his book tour, probably.
2: Yeah, and he did interviews, but then eventually he, yeah, he changed his Do name. Do we know and, if he's still alive? I mean, no, no one years knows. Ago. Yeah, no one knows.
0: Is Philip Class still alive? No. No. No.
2: no. Yeah. But I'm. And <clears throat> Ed made bank off of this. He's the only UFO person I can think of that made good money off a story. Usually people don't make anything yeah. coming forward, but he made a lot of fucking money Which off this. Which probably
0: also doesn't help the story yeah. itself
2: because it makes you just
0: think more, well, he did it for the money.
2: He sold the book. He got an advance on the book for 200000 and sold the rights to everything else for like 400000 Wow. So Ed and made some money. And were there
0: any movies made about this?
2: Not that I know of, but Ed made some money off this no, one. No, I've
0: never seen the movie.
2: I've seen it on Mysteries,
1: Mysteries at the Museum. I'm starting to slur. I apologize. (laughs) It's because you're drinking bourbon tonight. That's true. We haven't. I differentiated from uh, the the beer drinking. I've been drinking (laughs) bourbon all night, and I'm slurring a little bit. So I apologize to my many fans.
0: Hey, if if they can't take us at our worst, then they don't get us at our best.
2: (laughs) I think it's possible that Ed saw something originally because some of the photo, like the first photo, is pretty. It's pretty good. But I think... That's the one you sent
0: us. That yeah. But I think it was he... Our, it was our teaser pick,
2: Right. But I think... I don't believe 99% Wait, of any of this. Did you look at the video? Which video?
1: Like the video of the, the UFO floating across the screen and it disappears real quick.
2: Well, that's probably fake too. It's ridiculous. Look. Yeah. I mean, it looks like...
1: You know, have you ever seen the Ed Wood Plan 9 from Outer Space where you can see yeah. the string? That, that's what it looks like. Yeah. I think it I mean, looks ridiculous.
2: I think Ed definitely faked 99% of this. I think me, I, I, I agree with that. Yeah. I think he probably did see something originally and then just ran with it and came up with this whole whole How big story get the
1: kids and the wife and like the wife certified to see him, the alien well, but i um, mean if
0: you're a kid and your dad is is acting this way and so sure are you not gonna just start to I believe it? it? But the wife says He's she waking. saw the alien too
2: yeah but she probably i mean he could have said hey we're gonna try and make some money off of this i mean i don't know she could have just been an, or didn't want him to get yeah. thrown
0: in a uh a mental hospital, or you know, anything <laughs> like that. Just trying to—it get... is Florida. Yeah, right. Well, that's true. They don't have mental hospitals.
2: Yeah, acting like a maniac out there.
0: <laughs> they just call them citizens.
2: And I think, I think you, Don, Bob, and Gary from from Mufon got played big time by uh, Ed. Yeah, I, I don't think. So. think that yeah, but the... how
0: much? I mean, if you're Mufon, you're probably getting played ninety percent of the time. <laughs> you're going to investigate things, right? Well. But that's part of the... I would imagine if you're in MUFON, that's part of your gig. You realize you're going to investigate probably bullshit most of the time. You're doing it for that 10% where it might be legit.
2: But I, I don't think that they were in on this. I think Ed was just putting on a big show for them. I think probably what I could see as believable is that he saw something, went to that Dwayne Cook guy with it, and then the story kept going. So Ed went back to that Dwayne Cook guy and said, hey, you're in on this now too with me. And yeah. now I got these MUFON guys coming to my house. Yeah. We need to keep this going at this point.
1: I think that's probably pretty likely. Do yeah. we think the hundreds of other sightings, though? What
0: do we think that was?
2: I think it was just people trying to get in on it. Yeah. Being that, all Plus, we
1: talked about the, earlier, like half.
0: The, milit- the, wasn't the Navy base right there? And so they're probably seeing yeah. other stuff flying. I mean, there was a
1: lot of sightings, though, yeah. all this time period. Half military sightings, half
0: have people just trying to probably make a name for themselves kind of yeah i think
1: that's probably right
0: yeah i don't really believe much of this at all maybe one some something little triggered initially and then i think like you had said ian this might just be a guy that's having like a just a mental breakdown
2: <laughs> it's it's either that francis and and well his kids had to go along with whatever but it's either francis was in on it too or yeah the whole thing's real or he was going through something yeah i'd I'm on team.
0: I don't buy this one bit. I don't buy buy it either. This more so of anything we've uh, discussed with aliens, this is the the one I buy the least. Mm -hmm. Betty and Barney Hill is more realistic to me than this. (laughs) Yeah. I, I
1: think I agree with you.
0: I'm more likely to believe Betty. Betty and Bernie Hill, I really did have to think about. But I d- eventually decided I don't believe them. Travis Walton, I do believe. This one, I do not.
1: Again, like I always say, why doesn't the classic gray with the black suit on drop in Times Square and meet people? Right. Well, and then we'll know for sure, right? I'm going to be in New York City next week. If a classic gray and the aliens want to drop in New York
0: City in Times Square... Let me know. Show up at the park like uh, he did, and just say, "I want this <laughs> over with," that, and they'll show up.
2: That is the strangest that he just decided to go to a park in the middle of the night by himself. <laughs> Maybe that's that's the that's the key to it. I don't know. It's a cool picture, though.
0: So my final thought: what a cool picture. Don't believe, Ian. What what say you?
2: No, I don't believe. I believe in the first picture, but I don't believe in anything else after. Dave, I don't believe this one bit. No.
0: So that's it's three nonsense. thumbs down on this one. We do not believe the story. It's a fun story, though. Oh, hell yeah. This is, this is a fun little story to get through and talk I about.
1: I waver, though, because I watched several videos of this guy, and he's believable. But I think he's just selling books.
2: Believer Bill. Believer, Believer Bill. Believer
1: Bill. <laughs> <laughs> like he, Like, he, you you watch him speak, and you don't initially think he's lying. I, I just think he's selling books. Yeah. Which I'm fine with. You want to make What's, up stories this, and sell books? I'm all right with that.
0: Is this book still available?
2: I don't know if it's in print anymore or not. Hmm. I'm sure you can find it out there somewhere, eBay or something. Yeah. Used bookstore or something.
0: Yeah. Alright, Ian, you got anything else on uh, Gulf Breeze incident? No, nothing else on, on Gulf Breeze. Dave, you got anything on this uh,
2: story? Specific? No. Thumbs down. Thumbs down.
0: <laughs> well, thumbs up on the story. Thumbs up on
1: the story. Thumbs, thumbs down,
2: down on the believability meter. There you go. Thumbs up on Ed pointing guns at the sky. And... Uh yeah, big fan of him running out in a towel with his Polaroid and his ever, gun.
1: If, if you ever watched the Mysteries at the Museum uh, depiction of this story, it's, it's great. Which
0: channel is that one on? It's a travel channel. Show. Travel channel. Mr. My Museum. most
1: favorite show of all time, Mysteries at the Museum.
2: Ian, what shout-outs you got for us tonight? So for iTunes, we got a bunch tonight. Um, shout-outs to Not Fast Enough, Mel Mao, and Merrick, T Y That T Y, Matt Feld, seventy-one, seventy-one, and Drew, Michigan. Uh, thanks, guys, so much for the uh, for the awesome reviews on iTunes. That's a lot of them. Yeah, we, we had it's a good week. the reviews have been been great. So it's really cool that anybody actually cares to.
0: And like we say every week, if it, anyone who's on listens on through Apple or has an iPhone, please give us a rating and review because those really help us out and get help us get noticed by uh, other people as yeah.
2: well. Yeah, and it's really cool to. Put all this this knowledge to uh, to something that people actually care about. <laughs> Listen. Finally, putting all those years of
0: studying this shit to to, uh, to good use. I knew it would pay off. <laughs> Dave, what do you got? Shout out wise. Okay, on Instagram, Carolyn
1: Grace, Stacy Hughes, and Sweet Baby Jesus one eight seven on Twitter, Zodiac K and podcast.co.
0: Yeah, Podcast Thanks for your support podcast.co uh, just gave us a shout out uh plugged us as the podcast of the day. What? Which that's pretty fantastic. awesome. Yeah, that's pretty Thanks, sweet. guys. So, yeah, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, at Necronomapod. Like we said, leave us a rating and review if you're on iTunes. Those really help us out. and uh, Or just reach out to us on one of the socials. Let us know what you think or if you have any topics that you uh, want us to look into. We might do them. Can't guarantee that we will, but we might. But we love to hear from you guys and love to give feedback. So please reach out to us. We appreciate uh, the support.
2: Before I forget, too, I wanted to give a shout-out to Tiffany Mack and from facebook for sending over some some cool articles so those are cool so if anybody else has any other ideas i'm i always add stuff to the list so those two that she sent i will we have a long list of topics to cover over the next couple years so yep
1: murderers scumbags we have plenty of murders. alien abductors we're looking
2: for good
0: ghost stories isn't that the one we need we need some ghost stories yeah some good ghost some legit ones they're rare
2: yeah yeah, so, But she sent over an article about a mother That made her son eat himself
0: What the fuck yeah. huh. so, Thank you for the article yeah. Alright
2: Alright you guys ready for a cool down beer
1: Cheers Let's go